A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. The Gospel of the Lord. This year, the Passion Gospel began two days before the Passover, with Jesus sitting at table in the house at Bethany. A woman came with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment of nard, and she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. Jesus saw her action as a prophetic sign a symbol of what Jesus was doing in the Passion. She broke open the jar, like the veil in the temple that is torn in two when Jesus breathed his last. A broken jar cannot be closed. She poured the ointment out. It was a waste of expensive oil. Some who were there objected, One said this ointment could have been sold and the money given to the poor, but perhaps the real reason they objected is because they understood all too well what this meant. If Jesus is breaking open his life and pouring it out on the cross, 
Will the same be asked of us? Earlier in Lent, we heard this word in the Gospel of John, chapter 3. For it was in this way, you see, that God loved the world, that he gave his only Son. Jesus came to give life, that we might have life abundantly. Jesus is always giving and forgiving. But receiving the gift means letting go of something, entering the dying and rising of Jesus. Of course, there is resistance. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than light. In Jesus, God is calling us out of darkness into his own marvelous light. At the Last Supper in John's Gospel, Jesus rose from the table and took off his outer robe. Like the tearing of the temple veil, this gives us a glimpse to see what God is doing. The Greek word used for Jesus laying aside his outer robe is the same word used when Jesus earlier speaks of himself as the good shepherd who lays down his life for his flock. Jesus lays everything down for others, his outer garment and then his inner garment, his body. You don't need to know any Greek to anticipate the disciples' shock. Their master is acting like a servant, a slave. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? But then Peter goes further. You will never wash my feet. There's a similar moment in the Gospel of Mark that shines a light on what's going on here. Jesus has predicted his imminent death in Jerusalem, and Peter categorically rejects it. God forbid, Lord, this should never happen to you. Jesus answers harshly, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Jesus is going to Jerusalem to give his life away in love. If we are following Jesus, then we too may find ourselves called in the very same way. We tend to interpret the foot washing as a sign of humility, Jesus bending down as a servant to wash our feet. But I think Jesus' answer to Peter indicates that it is about much more than that. Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Sandra Schneider's IHM, a New Testament scholar, believes that in John's Gospel, The foot-washing is more about the mutual service of friendship, a mutual sharing of gifts that in no way implies any sort of domination. The message is not so much that the master has become the slave, but that all are on the same level. Even an emphasis on humble service can be a power dynamic. Here there is no domination by anyone, but rather an invitation to equality. Jesus is challenging his disciples to do the same for each other and to see that all are equal friends in the kingdom. Nobody is above or below in any way. 
In chapter 15, Jesus makes this explicit. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I think this is what Peter is struggling with. A friend of Jesus shares in the knowledge of what God is doing and how God is doing it. God is creating a community of love that is to embrace everyone. A friend has this love and extends it toward others, but it carries a price. Jesus paid the full price for so loving, laying down his life for those he loves. We already know this from tonight's gospel. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas to betray him. For it was in this way, you see, that God loved the world. God only gives love and keeps on loving right to the very end. In the face of resistance, God loves. Even when love is not received, God still loves. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. St. Ignatius Loyola wrote, Love shows itself more in actions than in words. Just a few verses later, Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Notice, Jesus forgot to mention God. When we love one another with the same love that loves us, God is present. It is in the doing that you will be blessed. Some things can only be known through experience. This is what Jesus was teaching Peter. You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. To accept Jesus' invitation to live in love means letting go of the certainty of what we know. St. Augustine said that Christ is the bread awaiting hunger. Jesus is inviting us to allow him to take away all that binds us so that we can be empty enough and free enough to walk in the way of love.